How much of your income does Uncle Sam really take? Uh, I mean, get. Sorry, Uncle Sam, you're an easy target. Hey guys, and welcome to the show. Once again, I'm your humble host, Eric Powers, owner of Sky Blue Wealth, back to talk to you about ways to save money and protect your wealth for retirement. Today, we're doing a breakdown of income taxes and what Americans really pay. I'll cover lots of fresh stats for you from the nonprofit taxfoundation.org. Plus, at the end of the show, I'll reveal which states can make your income go farther with the lowest state sales tax rankings. Now, if you will kindly tap that follow button on your podcast app to subscribe to the show, you'll be joining our regular listeners, and we sure appreciate the follow. Okay, for starters, no self-respecting American likes paying income taxes, but dirt road interstates wouldn't be popular either, so we have to deal with those taxes. Thing is, though, a new report from the Tax Foundation shows Americans pay less than many other countries. In 2022, the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development reported the overall tax burden on the average single worker in the U.S. with approximately $70,000 worth of pre-tax income was about $21,000, and that equates to about a 30% tax wedge which is four percentage points lower than the average tax burden on labor for single workers among other OECD countries. By the way, a tax wage is defined as the ratio between the amount of taxes paid by an average single worker at 100% of earnings without children and the corresponding total labor cost for their employer. In other words, what's the simple way of saying that? Amazon pays an engineer 100 bucks and the worker takes home 72 in this simple example. So how many countries are in the organization report to compare to the U.S.? Well, 37 countries. And while the average Joe and Joanne in the U.S. is taking a 30.5% tax hit, which doesn't sound wonderful, contrast it to those top five countries on the list where we see citizens hammered by income taxes. For instance, Belgium. My brother-in-law is from Belgium. The tax burden there is 50.5%. In Germany, it's 49%. In Austria, it's 47%, then France at almost 47% as well. And lastly, Italy at 46%. So those numbers are from last year, 2022. So surprisingly, you have to go through a very long list of countries though, before you get to ours. The US ranked 30th. In other words, we paid the eighth lowest income tax percentage among this group of 2020 richest countries in the world. Remember though, These numbers are for single workers without children. The 2022 tax burden for a U.S. family with one income earner and two children was 19.8%, so about 20%, compared to the single rate of 30% that I mentioned. So, keys that affect those statistics. Average wage earners in those 37 countries have their take-home pay lowered by two major taxes. The first is income tax and payroll tax. We're very familiar with those, both the employer and the employee side of that. But then there's another one, which is the value add tax, which we're not as familiar with in the US. We are familiar with another component of it, which is sales tax. And this also places a tax burden on our take-home pay, which we need to then use for consumption. And don't get me wrong, here in the US, we do pay, in my opinion, our fair share but we don't have that value add tax to weigh us down. So I guess we're a little bit better off there. Just don't tell Congress about that. Don't give them any ideas, okay? Keep that one close to the vest. Still, what do we have here that reduces the pay that we do take home after income taxes? Well, then there's sales tax, which we'll get into. 
and also inflation, which gets little attention until it reaches historic highs like it is now, and it's hard to put a precise number on it, as I've talked about in the past on other podcasts. The government has good reason not to put a precise or honest number on it, because printing money is a gigantic contributor to inflation. And we nearly ran out of ink during the last pandemic with all those stimulus checks and payouts. I remember even the LA Lakers got $4.6 million. That's crazy. They returned the money after being publicly shamed. But the point is that even though the US doesn't sit atop the list of the highest tax countries, that doesn't mean Americans can't easily save money. Not unless they plan for all the factors that affect their overall take-home pay. That means, as one example, not relying on CDs to earn enough to fund the retirement while inflation can eat away much of those conservative earnings. Another example of what can erode the amount that you get to keep for your own consumption purposes is property taxes. I've seen a big uproar in online forums lately about property taxes exploding over the last three years. So let's think about that. Home values jumped during the pandemic. So counties who tax property hopped on that money train. Drunk with power is how I heard one radio talk show host put it when he was talking about the country's commissioners. The buzz I heard on this topic has been a lot of complaining about county commissioners and the state laws that designate who pays property tax. All those are important to discuss, yet so few people were taking the action that was needed immediately by filing an appeal and having their property reassessed to hopefully lower their overall property tax bill. Many people don't realize that this is a common practice and the most effective way to actually relieve that tax burden. Digging into this topic a little bit further, I started realizing how many homeowners failed to appeal but also failed to apply for exemptions, which may include seniors over 65 years old, or disabled veterans, or surviving spouses of police, firefighters, or veterans. Those things depend upon the state you live in and perhaps even the very county that you live in. And cities may offer some unique exemptions, but they're usually at a higher level, such as county and state level. This requires work and research, I'm aware, but it pays because it makes your take-home pay last longer. A client of mine who relocated from our state of Connecticut and she moved down to South Carolina realized the value of the exemption if it were applied. It was thousands of dollars for her. She paid it once, and then she realized she needed to file and get the exemption and save thousands of dollars thereafter. So to the point, if you're relocating, keep in mind that there are different rules in the different state you may be moving to. Now on that note, we might as well look at the states with the friendliest sales tax. This data is for the start of fiscal year 2023. This is important because the money that you spend ticks upward when the state adds 5% here or 7% there. Okay, right off the bat, you think high taxes and California and New York come to mind, right? Well, so does Connecticut. Well, one surprise state was worse than California, which ranked fourth worst. New York was the eighth worst, and that surprise state, Washington State, which came in at the second worst. The worst overall kind of surprised me too. Alabama, maybe they're paying Nick Saban too much down there. Fun fact though, many states' highest paid state employee is a head football coach. 43 of 50 states have their highest paid government officials working in the sports industry, according to the recent article. Anyway, let's look at the top five states where your take-home pay stretches further. This again is from the Tax Foundation and includes more than just the actual state sales tax rate. It's an overall sales tax friendliness to consumer formula. At number one is New Hampshire. 
Number two is Delaware, then Montana, then Oregon, then Alaska, being the fifth friendliest sales tax state. You see folks, and the point I wanna drive home here is that it's not about how much you earn, it's how much you keep. And understanding all of the different taxes and where you're getting hit is important to understand. Taking that one step further, are there ways to be able to control that? Certain things we know we cannot control. If you go and buy something, you're going to have to pay the sales tax. Income tax, on the other hand, is something you can assess and understand deeply. Remember, tax avoidance strategies are the legal ways in which you can possibly pay less tax. Although we have control over our individual tax avoidance strategies, people also vote in order to be able to change some of the local taxes in their area. But we do have to think about this on the other side, Uncle Sam's side. Although none of us enjoy this, we do have to think about it. The less tax we pay, again, remember how we measured up against the rest of the world's richest countries, we actually pay less. What are we giving up by paying less? I don't know, that is a very loaded question, but at the same time, you wanna consider what's right for you and how it is that you approach your tax situation. Circling back to the point here, a penny saved is a penny earned, which may be an ancient cliche, but let me tell you, if you could somehow calculate how many millions of dollars could be saved on just property taxes that homeowners do not bother to appeal each year, that number would knock you silly. I'm telling you, it is not enough to level up in your career or business to maximize your earnings because pitfalls are around every corner waiting for you and for your savings to fall into. It doesn't have to be that way though. Remember, many pitfalls can be planned for ahead of time and or the effects can be minimized if not averted altogether. Guys, we talked a lot about averages in today's episode. Average income, average burdens. I want you to walk away from this show with this key point though. It takes more than average financial planning to get ahead and to build enough wealth for a healthy retirement. You need a solid tax avoidance strategy, regular financial reviews, a way to stay up to date on complex tax changes, and a systematic approach to protecting every dollar that you earn and take home. I wanna help you with these plans so that you can rise above the average investor because the truth is, it's getting harder each year and times are changing more swiftly than ever before. So take it a priority today to schedule a call, go onto my website, skybluewealth.com and schedule a call or schedule a meeting. Okay, I wanna leave you with four tax-related definitions that fly under the radar, sort of like a tax wedge does. First up is tax avoidance. We've mentioned it already, but this lowers your tax bill by really structuring all the transactions that you can so that you reap the largest tax benefit overall. Tax avoidance is the legal version Tax evasion puts you behind bars. Next up is the DIF score, if you haven't heard of this before. It's defined as the IRS system using a random sampling of returns to determine the need for auditing your return. All right, have you heard of the senior freeze? Many states use this term for programs allowing senior citizens who meet various requirements to freeze property values for a certain time frame so that they can reduce their tax bill. Okay. Last one is built-in inflation, also known as wage price spiral. This happens when workers demand higher wages to keep up with rising living costs. This in turn causes business to then raise their prices in order to offset the rise in wages. Not a tax per se, but a pain in the budget. Got you there, didn't I? And with that, 
We have to wrap this episode up, so please hit us with your financial questions and concerns. We'd love to chat with you soon. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and thanks for listening. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.